Welcome to the Mission Mill Spouse Podcast, the longest running podcast of its kind. Carrying on the 18-year legacy of Army Wife Talk Radio, we have now expanded our community to include all military spouses of all branches and all components. We are so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Now, here are your podcast hosts, your Mission Mill Spouse Command Team. listeners, welcome to yet another encouraging and entertaining episode of Mission Mill Spouse Podcast, the longest running podcast of its kind. It's almost hard to believe, but this episode is number 978. And I'm Jade Fusaro, your director of podcast production, and I'm grateful you chose to join us today. Have your headphones in, your volume turned up, and get ready for your weekly lineup of military life empowerment. On today's show, we'll listen to an interview conducted by Deputy Director Jolene McNutt as she chats with Sarah Otto of Ohana Homefront Foundation. Hi, Mission Mill Spouse listeners. It's Amanda Bickneys, your Director of Empowerment. We are so grateful to continue the 18-year legacy of Army Wife Talk Radio, now rebranded and expanded to include all military spouses of all branches and all components. That's right. You have a seat at our mill spouse table. So pull up a chair and let's get this conversation started. As an all-volunteer-powered 501c3 organization, we invite individuals and businesses to support us in our mission, helping military spouses to feel confident and empowered in this military life. Please go to missionmillspouse.org to contribute or email partner at missionmillspouse.org to discuss our extensive partnership program. Thank you always for your support. Before we get any further with today's show... Let's catch up, Amanda. What's written in pencil in your mill spouse calendar this week? Ah, uh, well, a lot going on. Um, May has just been really crazy, but also good. Um, you know, we've had Mother's Day. We've just been celebrating so many things, and I've really, really enjoyed it. My mom is actually um, moving up to Colorado in a week, and I'm just... I'm looking forward to it so much just to actually have family close by since, you know, I've been doing this now for 11 years and have been away from family. So very, very excited. And then, of course, just having summer finally get here, um, not only for the weather in Colorado, although it can still snow (laughs) any (laughs) day now in May, um, but I'm just looking forward to like spending time with my kids outdoors and just really, you know, having a blast. What about you, Jade? What are you up to? Um, so nothing really. We are just kind of hanging out and laying low. Um, but I do have a trip with my sister planned. We're going to go back to Disney World. Uh, since living in South Florida, we decided to get annual passes and take advantage of living so close to Disney. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's fun. We go like a lot, but it's fun. It kind of like, you know, brings like a different element that like normally I'd have to fly to. But now I'm like, okay, I could just drive maybe three hours north and go have the best time ever and live my best Mickey Mouse life. So, girl, that's my whole 
like childhood, my college life. So um, because I'm from South Florida, well, I, kind of on the other coast there, <laughs> the West side. Um, but yeah, that was my life. We would, we could take a day trip if we wanted to, to Disney. We always had year passes to Disney and Universal Studios. And then we did the same um, Mick and I in college, we went to UCF in Orlando, woo, woo, represent, and woo. we like lived at Disney and Universal. <laughs> um, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta enjoy it. Honestly, especially when you can go so frequently. Oh, it's for just, sure. Yeah, it's so worth it. I'm so jealous, honestly, because now it feels so far. And now for me being in Colorado, it's like, I have to plan a whole vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's how I feel too, because, you know, I've always had to fly like say from Colorado or New Jersey or like wherever we're at. And now I'm like, Oh, Hey, uh, I'm just going to book a flight out of Fort Lauderdale. It goes up the plane and goes like straight back down. And I'm there in like 30 minutes. So oh, now I'm like, awesome. I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. Yes. <laughs> but I do like what you were just talking about, how your like week's going. I miss Colorado so much. Like I, I feel like in my bones when you're like, we're going to have such a good time. And like the snow might come. I was like, oh my God, it might hurt like blizzard for you. But <laughs> it's so nice too. Like, oh, I love Colorado weather. It's so nice. Honestly, I, I do too. I feel like, um, even though I'm not as close to Disney World, which does upset me, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we just, we love it here so much as well. So I can, I can see that. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have, um, we, we're in good places where we're stationed. So yes. we take advantage where we are and then, you know, can always plan trips. So yes. And honestly, listeners, Definitely wherever you might be located, even if you feel like it is a not so great place, um, look up some some touristy places and kind of be a tourist in your own city because it can totally be worth it and reshape and reframe how you view it. So oh, love it. Well, oh, Jade, our command team combos are always just such a great way to experience that solidarity that so many of us desire. Um, and it's so good to chat with you and with others who just get it. So now let's focus on this week's main interview with Sarah Otto regarding the Ohana Homefront Foundation. Here at Mission Mill Spouse, military spouses are our primary focus. We have more than 2,600 blogs with topics including PCS, parenting, career guidance, humor, deployment, and more. Whether you're dating a service member, have just said I do as a new spouse, or are a seasoned spouse with a whole collection of PCS stickers on your furniture, we have something for you. But hey, don't just take our word for it. I'm Lindsay, and when my husband joined the military, I was completely lost when it came to assimilating to military life and culture. This organization made me feel like I had support, a new community I could lean on, and equip me with invaluable information about military spouse life. Tap into all of our empowering resources at missionmillspouse.org or follow us across all social media platforms at Mission Millspouse. Welcome Mission Mill Spouse podcast listeners. I'm Jolene McNutt, your deputy director here at Mission Mill Spouse, and I'm excited to be bringing you today's guest, Sarah Otto, a retired Navy spouse and fierce advocate who has spent over two decades advocating for service members and families of the armed forces. Sarah is the co-founder and president of Ohana Homefront Foundation and is the 2017 and 2018 NSF Dahlgren Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year. 
She and her husband, Jay, are natives of Jefferson City, Missouri. After over 20 years of service, they made Virginia their home in 2011. They have three adult children, a granddaughter, two fur babies, and two goats. Sarah, welcome to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's good to be back on in chatting with you guys, giving you some updates. We are so excited to get started. Um, in fact, just as you mentioned, we chatted about a year ago on episode number 877. Let's jump into that. What has Ohana Homefront Foundation been up to in the past year? Realistically, it's what haven't we been up to, <laughs> it feels like. Um, so we have grown by leaps and bounds. We now have a very thriving mental health side of the house, as I like to call it. Um, we have numerous counselors, multiple states covered so far um, since we are national. Um, we have a health coach, a life coach now, a mind and body coach. We have a VSO advocate um, and a White Star family advocate. So we have built quite the, the team, the family, um, and it's, it's, it's great. We're working towards accreditation for hotline, text line, chat line. So that's one of the big things that's moving forward. That's what we're working on this year. That's the big goal. That is incredible. You're right. Like, what haven't you done? That's really the question we, we should have started with. Oh, my goodness. Um, those are some really big leaps forward. How are you all feeling? Busy. Um, and there are days, I'm not going to lie, where I'm like, what? are we doing? You know, cause I said early, you know, when we were talking before I said, you know, tsunami, like it's creating the tsunamis because it's not making waves anymore. Mm. Waves don't do anything. You have to create that big, big wave. So the tsunamis to get people to listen on what is going on within our military when it comes to mental health. Right. And it's not just our active duty, you know, our spouses, our children, our caregivers, everybody is being affected with mental health. Um, so getting people to listen, you know, the tsunamis in some days, I'm like, why did I start that one? <laughs> but it works but, out for the best. Right. And sometimes, sometimes it does take somebody to come in and, you know, start over, clear the way and start over. Um, before we get too far, I'd love um, for you to tell us just a little bit more about yourself and your passion for serving military families. Um, so my husband and I are high school sweethearts. Um, and he joined the Navy. This was not our plan in 1990. He joined in 1996. He went to boot camp in 97. And this was not our, our life plan whatsoever. And so when he came home before our homecoming dance, he, he was like, so I joined the Navy. I was like, you did what? So here we go. Here we are. Um, before your homecoming dance. <laughs> yes. Before. <laughs> And I was like, all right. So this was a huge change in plans for our life, but that's okay. So uh, obviously this was 1997. So that was what, 25, 20, I don't even know. I can't math right a now. Few, 20, a few years ago. Years later, <laughs> a few years, just a few. Um, you know, he, he, just to age myself, he proposed in front of the payphones at Great Lakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Not even there Who can say that They're now, right? Who can say that? I know. <laughs> Put a cell phone up on the wall and just call it good, I guess, is how you'd have to. But um, so, yeah, that's aging myself, I guess. Um, we have three kids. They're all adults. Um, our oldest is 23, and she lives at home. She has epilepsy, so she still lives at home. Our middle one is 22, and she lives in Virginia Beach. She is not a military spouse. That's just where she ended up. And she is the one that has our grandbaby. Um, Cherokee is her name, our grandbaby. And she is almost a year and a half old, which is crazy to me. 
And then our youngest is 21 and he lives in Salt Lake City. He is finishing up college. He will be done September 1st is graduation. So uh, we're kind of on the end of everything with our adult kids, I guess. Um, But it's nice. And like we said, uh, Jay retired in 2018 is when he retired. Um, he did his 21 and a half and he said, you know what? The Navy is changing faster than I want to. It's mm. time to go. And the kids that were coming in, I call them kids because they were the same age as our kids. Right. <laughs> like, it was that, you know, I don't, I don't want to parent them. So right. it's, it's time. So um, he is now a contractor with uh, the Coast Guard. So we went from Navy to Coast Guard um, as a civilian. And we, like, like I told you before, before we started recording, you live in the middle of nowhere. Um, but it's nice. It's nice and quiet. I'm giving you all hope that are listening that retirement is nice. It does. Yeah. It does have its blessings. Um, because you know, I do have two, two dogs. I have, we have an Irish setter and a miniature schnauzer and then our two goats. So, you know, goats. Love. everybody needs goats. Everybody needs goats. (laughs) I agree. Um, Everybody needs goats. They are mischievous. They are hilarious. They're full of life and personality. I'm, I'm on everybody needs goats campaign. I think that in itself could take over the world, like change our world for the better. (laughs) I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. And so uh, I started doing things really heavy as a military spouse, probably, I think it was 2008. So obviously I'd been a spouse for a while. But 2008, I became the ombudsman for USS The Sullivans out of Mayport, Florida. And I was ombudsman for three and a half years. <laughs> and oh it was a very long three and a half years, it felt like. Um, they actually sent me to Mississippi to become an ombudsman trainer for the Navy. So good on The Sullivans for having that faith in me. Um, and then we moved up here to Virginia and really didn't know what to do with myself because we were at a training base. Um, it's, it's a school house basically, uh, for ballistic missile defense. And I was like, what do I do with my life now? Cause right. we didn't live on base and we were about 20 minutes from base. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with myself. So in 2017, um, I joined another nonprofit and helped new military spouses kind of get their bearings. So I did that 17 and 18 and I left them in 19 and, um, then at that point I was like, I don't know what to do. I, again, I, I was back to, I don't know what to do. So I joined another nonprofit that helps with veteran military, uh, veteran mental health. And so I was like, all right, this is good, but we need something bigger. And so one morning I woke up and I called Natalie Ely, who is the 2023 Marine Corps military spouse of the year for armed forces insurance. I just have to say that. I called her and I was like, Hey, I have an idea. And she's like, what do you want me to do? I said, you're going to co-found it with me. And she's like, all right, I'm in, but what is it? So like, she didn't even know. She knows how I work. So she's like, all right. Um, so yeah, we, we sat down at my dining room table and within 24 hours, we were getting messages after we started our Facebook page. We didn't have a website. We didn't have emails yet. 24 hours. Yes. That's like mind boggling to me. So I joke, we gave birth and it graduated college all in the same day. Seriously. I mean, here you're like, let's do this. And okay, here we go. Like there was no room for, I mean, you hit the ground literally running. Yeah. There was no ramp up whatsoever. It was just like, 
okay, we're going to do this. And now we really are going to do this because yeah. it's needed. Obviously. Yeah. You, and you've uh, seen the need. 20. Yeah. Maybe by just those two other volunteer experiences, just kind of seeing the need, but needing to put it together in a bit, you know, a different, different way. Yeah. Is that kind of what your community. vision was? Yep. The whole community. Okay. Um, because I feel that, you know, our veterans need, help. there's all these different nonprofits for specific groups, right? When it comes to mental health. Right. So we've got those that help our veterans, those that help our active duty, our spouses, but no one takes care of everybody. Everyone. And so I feel that in order for the entire family unit to be okay, everybody needs to have somebody. Yeah. So that is where this came up was I want services for anybody that has ever been within the military community. I don't care if you've been in for five minutes or 50 years, we're mm-hmm. going to help you. If you're a caregiver, they also, they're, they're ones that get forgotten too. So I was like, we need to really do something about this. Cause I got wow. really, the, the coined phrase from myself is passionately angry. I don't get mad. I just get very passionate and I like that angry. passionately angry. <laughs> I put it on a shirt because I say it a lot. And, uh, <laughs> And that started after a conversation with the Brandon Act and things that happened with uh, Brandon Caserta. And so I was like, passionately angry it is. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, And the more that I learn, the more passionately angry I get um, and the more that I hear. So Mm. we are on a mission to make sure that everybody within the military unit, family, wherever you are within your journey is taken care of. Uh, we have counselors, we have peer-to-peer support, we have health coach, life coach, VSO advocate, white star advocate. We have we have lots of people. And if we don't have them, we have the resources to find them, which is the upside. That's we huge. Have that That's huge too. So yeah. you're not just going to leave someone hanging. You'll make those phone calls, knock on those doors and track someone down, you know, to, to get those answers. That's tremendous. How do you have time to do yeah. it all? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wish I knew. I get asked that a lot and I don't know. Just I don't. I'm just a good team, maybe. Hopefully a good team that all of you are pitching in together. I have an amazing team. Um, we have about 49 within OHF now. Um 49. And yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, Okay. Between both sides. So we have a board of directors and then we have our mental health side. Which Candace Gelzo is our mental health director. She's at Fort Belvoir. Okay. And then um, we have our operations side, which is kind of the side I stay on. I'm like, I don't want to get that passionately angry. So unless it's a need to know, I don't need to know, like if I need to go knock on a door. Um, <laughs> there we go. It keeps me up. I'm not going to lie. Like it does keep me up because I get so irritated mm. or I just sleep for days because I've taken in so much of everybody's energy. But it's, yeah, we, we have an amazing group. We have, uh, we have a new title for Jared Knight is the 23 Armed Forces Insurance uh, Military Spouse of the Year for Buckley Space Force Base in, in Colorado. And That's he, a big I will tell you, he calls me and he's like, you're either going to love me or hate me. <laughs> like, oh, that's a good way to start not? out a conversation. <laughs> he does that a lot, a lot. Um, but he... We coined the phrase also active advocacy versus stirring the pot. Oh, so I'm gonna, is, I might snag that one to you. Yeah, yeah. He's our active advocacy director. That's actually his title. 
Um, Fantastic. And he does a lot of, you're going to love me or hate me phone calls to me. So that's okay. Jared, if you're listening, I love you to bits. It's perfectly fine. I'm never going to hate you. I'm upset with you a little bit. I'm not going to hate you. We, we do. We have an amazing team. I, I could never, and I, I don't really like to use the word team, but I feel like family, that's a lot of family uh, in one sentence. So the OHF family, um, we, we are a family. Uh, we take care of each other. That's not, we're not volunteers. We're family um, because we all are volunteers. Not one person, including our counselors, get a paycheck. Wow. Everybody, everything's free that we offer. And so everything that we do is from our heart because there is no paycheck involved. So nobody's right. doing it for the money. Zero right. plus zero equals zero. That's so, tremendous. As an organization offering all of these services, um, caring as a family for military families, I can imagine that you're facing some different challenges um, and different uh tough spots, but also some celebrations and some great things along the way. Um, can you tell, you know, talk a little bit about that and how serving families through Ohana Homefront um, Foundation, just some of those joys and struggles that you face? Yeah, so I would say the challenges is money because unfortunately the world does revolve around money. Mm. And so funding, that's that's one of our biggest challenges, I will say, is funding. I That's pretty much it, honestly. Uh, we have a great amount of resources uh, that we can reach out to if needed. We have a lot of great partnerships. So I can't say that any of that is an issue. It's uh, sponsorships is the big one when it comes to challenges and celebrations. I, the celebrations that we have whenever we know that a spouse is okay. You know, like mm. I said that that spouse messaged us on our Facebook page. We didn't even have a counselor. Like Natalie and I are sitting there going, what do we do? We are not counselors. We can run a nonprofit, but we are not counselors. So I called my, my sister who worked at an adolescent inpatient home in Missouri. And I said, Hey, who do you have that I can talk to within 24 hours? This Nicole Pingle, who's our mental health uh, manager now, um, she had made phone calls and gotten the spouse in North Carolina into a counselor. Oh my goodness. There was no passing go. We, we don't stop because uh, mental health doesn't take a holiday. So we don't take holidays. Um, I do tell everybody to take care of themselves, put on their mask because we can't help mm. other people. Right. When I say that, it's usually me saying, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think to not do that, um, but I'm getting better. So I will say celebrations is just knowing that these families are being taken care of. Mm. We will get a message and that that they need help. And all of a sudden our counselors are right on it. Like there's Mm. no passing go. They are doing intakes. They are doing the telehealth. They are, you know, making sure that they have what they need. Um, and we're hoping we we've had a conversation with, um, another counselor a couple days ago about bringing her on. She's here in Virginia and she does marriage counseling as well. So I'm really hoping that we can like label her as like our marriage counselor as well. Yeah. Um, because we do get, we do get requests for that. We got a request for, they want individual counseling. He's active duty. She's the spouse, obviously. And they want marriage counseling as well. Wow. So yeah, I, and active duty for them to reach out, you know, it's, it's difficult because they're known for having to keep on their, you know, right. I'm, I'm big and tough. I'm fine, right. you know, 
Um, and then there, you think about the repercussions that some of them get within their commands mm-hmm. and so always commend anyone and anyone that's listening. If you ever ask for help, that's probably the strongest thing you'll ever do. I think so. that that's worth repeating. If you ask for help, that's probably the strongest thing you can do that the strongest decision you can make. It's incredibly difficult, but it's also maybe the most important one that you can ask. I think to coming to you, uh, maybe outside of their traditional um, military channels gives them uh, the opportunity and the safety net to, to come to you. Um, Do you feel that way? Do you think that that's why um, your organization really just, I mean, took off running so quickly? I think so. We are, we're not DOD. Um, we, every single person, no matter where they are within OHF to include our like communications director and, um, our board of directors, every single person, number one, like I said, they're volunteer, but everybody assigns a non-disclosure agreement. So nothing goes past us unless it's absolutely necessary. I kind of liken that we're on the same plane as a chaplain where, you know, there's certain things that we don't have to say, um, but there are certain things we do, but they can feel safer with us. Um, knowing that we are not DOD, we're not going to go back to their command. We're not going to, you know, they, they came to us. We're going to help them. And it, it's just something that's needed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I, I think that that makes a difference. Oh, that's so encouraging. Um, as someone you know, maybe is facing some struggles or maybe someone you know is facing struggles. Do you have any tips or uh, tricks or just ways to approach that you would say, like, how do you start a conversation with someone that you notice is having a hard time? All right. So here's a little snippet of what I say sometimes in my speeches. So death's not an uplifting topic. It's just not. No. But it's a universal one. So usually people talk about it or at least acknowledge it. If someone dies of a heart attack, for example, people do offer condolences or a gesture. But once you introduce the word suicide, people Mm. get uncomfortable. They look away. They change the topic. But here's, here's the number one thing. Asking about suicide does not increase the risk of an attempt. It actually decreases the stigma alleviates feelings of isolation and increases support, which decreases the likelihood of death by suicide. So I I say, be blunt. Don't beat around the bush. Be like, have you thought about hurting yourself? You know, I'm here. Let's talk. Let's find some resources. Let's find who you need to talk to. But don't beat around the bush because that's not going to help the situation. And like I said, it's, it's not a bad word. Suicide is not a bad word. Um, the more we understand and talk about it, the more we can help those around us and potentially save lives. And it's okay not to be okay. Um, And then there's no wrong door whenever you take the step for your mental health, as long as you open that door and open that door and hold it for other people. Oh, that's, that's yeah, that's so um, I hadn't even thought about that. Like you open the door, step through, but also keep it open for somebody behind you, right? That's, um, that's powerful. And I think it is a such a difficult um, topic for some people to talk about, but it's such an important one. And I love how you're saying, be direct, be direct. Are you thinking about hurting yourself? Uh, and, and, you know, you're not alone. We can help you through this. I'm, I'm right here next to you. I'm right here with you. Um, wow. What a way to help um, someone, you know, hopefully get out of maybe one of their toughest times. 
just need to pay attention realistically. Like your friends that kind of back off, like they're usually at every function, right? And then they stop coming. Why did they stop coming? Check on your strong friends because a lot of times those are the ones that put on the mask Mm. because they don't want anybody to worry about them. But realistically, they are just, they're dying inside. So check on your strong friends and just pay attention to their mannerisms. And if there's a change in their behavior and again, be blunt, ask them. Um, If they're your friend, they're going to know that you care and be okay. I think that noticing is so such a valuable tool that's important for every area of your you know community it is important to notice and be aware and um sometimes it's so easy for life to get in our way of that and so i think sometimes just taking a moment and thinking it through like hey i didn't see so and so today i wonder what's going on i'm going to give her a call i'm going to shoot her a text i'm going to stop by her house whatever it is um i'm going to invite her out for some yeah. coffee to just you know get that pulse and and get you know that connection point before we go to break i have one last question i'd love to ask you um can you just talk a little bit more about the services that ohana homefront foundation provides oh what don't you provide we just keep adding is what we do um which is great we have an array of services um so again everything's free we have peer-to-peer support so if you don't really think you need counseling but you want to talk to somebody that's been in your shoes bought the t-shirt, that kind of thing. Uh, We have military spouse peer-to-peer advocates. We have veteran peer-to-peer advocates. um, And then we have a life coach, a health coach, a mind and body coach. And then we have counselors. Uh, So we have quite the array and a VSO advocate. That's, That's a big one because I started seeing people asking questions about VSO and asking questions about the VA. And like we need to bring one of those on board. So here we are. We have one that, now. That's um, so powerful for navigating that VA system. Yes. Yeah. So that's, those are what we have so far, but ask me in a month. Who knows what we'll have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe we need to schedule again in another. <laughs> well, got you on the calendar. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're so happy to hear so about what Yeah. What you guys have to offer at Ohana Homefront Foundation um, and really what you've been up to, what, as we've said before, what you haven't been up to um, because you have been moving and transforming and shaking for the mental health world. And it's so, um, so encouraging to see that you're working so hard to close that gap with mental health awareness in our military community and, and empowering our military families to um, step forward and say, I need some help and it's okay. And that, you know, they're going to be okay. And so I think that that's a really, um, I just, it's so encouraging to, to see what you're doing. Listeners, if you'd like to more, learn more about Ohana Homefront Foundation, you can connect on Facebook and Instagram using their handle, Ohana Homefront Foundation. And for our TikTokers, they can be found at Ohana Homefront. Stay tuned for the rest of our interview with Sarah and the mission of Ohana Homefront Foundation after this quick break. Our mission is to globally empower military spouses with resources and support to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Whether you are an individual, a Fortune 500 company, or somewhere in between, join us on our mission. Make your tax-deductible contribution at missionmillspouse.org, or if you're a business interested in sharing your product or services with our more than 100,000 followers, email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Military spouses around the world, thank you for your support.
Welcome back, listeners. Let's continue our conversation with Sarah Otto, president of Ohana Homefront Foundation. Sarah, how can those listening support the Ohana Homefront Foundation mission? Oh, there are so many ways, and they don't involve money. That is the best part, right? Um, volunteer. We are always looking for volunteers, so that's that's a big one. What roles um, do you yeah, accept volunteers for? Everything. Um, <laughs> we have we have grants, we have fundraising. Uh, if, if you like to talk to people and get out in public, reach out to sponsors, potential sponsors. Um, if you want to help on the mental health side, you know, obviously the counselors need to be licensed, but everybody else, if you just have a heart and want to help, we'll, we'll, we'll have you. Hmm. And if you have an idea for a position, like I said, I am good at creating positions like active advocacy director. <laughs> and so uh, you know, if you want to help, I'm not going to turn, we will not turn you away. Um, it is, it's important for those that want to help that they do help because they have that heart. So any type of volunteer you want to be, um, if you want to be in the background, if you want to, you want to write, we will ha- gladly have you. Uh, we have some content that can always be written, blogging, all of that good stuff. So again, if, if you want to do something, we're going to find a space. Uh, sharing, that's a big one. Sharing is caring, right? So sharing all of our posts on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all the things because we're everywhere. Um, you know, that's a big way to get the word out without having to spend a dime. We do, if, if you like shirts or hats or stuff, we do have a shop, um, that you can purchase from. Uh, so Different sayings, passionately angry is on one of the shirts, along with active advocacy. Um, so oh my goodness. I made sure that those were on there. As they should um, be. Yes. And then, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and then we have some military kids ones. We have some sane ones, you know, about mental health, but, um, and, and the percentage comes back to OHF. So if you, if you want a shirt, it's for a good cause and yeah. you can be passionately angry with it. We can wear them on the same day. All of us, um, all of us together, passionately angry and making yes. tsunamis. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that does cost money, unfortunately, is donation. Um, or on Facebook, you can do uh, for your birthday, you could do the fundraisers, right? You see that a lot. Um, yeah. And you can choose Ohana Home for Foundation for that. Um, we are on Facebook for that. So we can be chosen for that uh, at any point in time. And you know, just showing up to events that we do or mm. telling your friends about them. You know, we do some that are virtual. We do some that are in person at different locations. Sharing and walking alongside us is all we can ask for. I think that is um, incredible. I think everyone has an opportunity to come get connected with you. That's what I'm hearing. Everyone. <laughs> there is a place for you at Ohana Homefront Foundation in some way, shape or form. <laughs> Not turn you away. That's right. Um, we did not talk about this, but um, before I, you know, c- close up our conversation here, I'd really love to hear just a little bit more about your virtual crisis center. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? I guess I can spill a little bit of the beans. So, <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, we have started. We have started the accreditation process. It is a long, drawn out process, and again, costs money. Um, So we are working really hard to get all our ducks in a row while we're funding because just to get started, it's, it's around 25 grand. Um, 
and it will be virtual. It will be run completely by volunteers. Every And the volunteers working in the virtual crisis center for sure will have a background check. We have started running those um, throughout the, the team. And it's going to have hotline so they can call, a text line so the generation that doesn't know that there are numbers on their phone that actually call people, um, they can text. And then there you can is hear a voice. What? <laughs> right. And then there's the chat option uh, that we'll have through the computer. So I always ask my youngest, like I said, he's getting ready to graduate, but his major is computer science and information systems with a little bit of game development in there. And so I always ask, where do we need to meet these people? Where do we need to meet your generation? And so I always ask, what's the next next big thing? Where do we need to be? Like, do we need to get on games? Do we need to, where do we need to be? Um, so that's where the, the, the three so far have come in is those are definitely ways to open up the conversation and for people to get a hold of us. Um, right now we do have one hotline phone number that people can call. Um, but we don't have the crisis center in place yet. Um, hopefully by the end of 23 is crossing my fingers. I think, I think you're on the right track. This is incredible. And I think it's going to be like just transformational for the military community to reach, um, reach for help anywhere they're at, anywhere they're at, anytime they need it. And I like to say we have the continuity of care uh, that is a little bit different than 988 or uh, the VA crisis center. Uh, I And do not get me wrong. I believe that everybody should just reach out. If they need help, reach out mm. to whoever that you can remember. I'm not going to say anything else, but uh, we will follow up there will be constant follow-up. And I joke that we will keep talking to these people that call or text or, or email or chat or whatever until they tell us to leave them alone because <laughs> you just don't get that with other places. And we can step them down so they can go from counseling to maybe the life coach or the health coach and then to the next one. And then they can end up at peer-to-peer support where they have that buddy. Yeah. Um, so they have a whole process that they can go through with us and stay in one place. And the records don't, they get, everything is recorded within our therapy notes, which is the program we use um, to keep all the counseling notes. And nobody else has access, but the counselor themselves to see those unless we, unless we need to look at them. Right. And so it's all in one house. There's no, we have to pick up the phone and call somebody because we need to know what's happening. You know, it's a, our peer to peer can message the counselor that they were with and say, Hey, is there anything that stuck out that I need to know? That's tremendous. All in one house. Just that connection and those points of like, okay, we can, um, you know, pass this person onto the next person, tag them in, but they're still connected to each part of this, you know, this safety net. They're, they're still connected to each, each, whatever stage they're at. Um, That's, that's, I feel like unheard of. That's amazing. I have a tendency to think of things that are very unheard of and just be like, we're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I, I dream big. Natalie, I will, I will not lie. And if she's listening, she's probably nodding that I am the, I'm going to bust down the doors. And she's like, let's take a minute. Let's think about this. (laughs) You need both. You need both. We are yin and yang. And she definitely has to keep me grounded, which (laughs) is amazing. Um, Otherwise (laughs) I think as well as they do, um, or as they are. So 
Uh, thank you, Natalie, if you're listening for me, my, uh, my anger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, um, I think you need both uh, in, in an organization like yours. You need a big thinker and a big dreamer and you need someone who says, okay, hold up. This is amazing. Let's take one part of this at a time or let's, you know, let's make a plan before we get to the next idea and, and let's, let's get this first part rolling. And so that way we can, you know, have something gigantic at the back end. I think that that's such a great partnership to have. Um, another reason not to do it alone, right? Like there's not, things are better on a team and how awesome is that, that you two have that relationship and that ability to just dream big, but also accomplish it. And okay. And not yeah. beat each other's throats. I right. know that a lot of leaders have that, that you're so friends, butt heads, but we have never once butted heads. We have been pretty much inseparable, except for when she moved to California from Virginia. <laughs> um, <laughs> since 2018, I guess, is around the time. And yeah, and now she's back here in Virginia. So we uh, we are together a lot now. Watch out world. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, where can listeners go to find more information about your mission? ohanahomefront.org is our website and there are many tabs on there. Uh, you can learn how to support. You can learn about the team. You can read everybody's bio. Everybody has a bio and a photo on there. Uh, so you know who you're talking to or who you want to talk to, depending. Um, and then mental, uh, ohfmentalhealth.org is the mental health website um, but you can get to it from our main website as well. So those are great. The Facebook page, you know, we put out a lot on there, but our website is where you can learn a lot more about OHF, everybody within OHF, volunteer opportunities, events, all of that stuff is on our website. That's where it's at. I love that. Um, as we wrap up our conversation, one question we've been asking our guests is, um, what is one piece of advice you'd like to give our listeners to navigate military life? So this is my, this is, this is my stickler here is sometimes the hardest conversations are the most necessary. Um, and always be sure to check on your strong friends and have those hard conversations. I, that's, uh, first of all, I don't think we've heard that before. And also I think it's so, um, it's so true. And I think just your straightforward, straight shooter, like, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about it. And, and I think that that's sometimes what we maybe need a little bit more of just that compassion, but that directness. And I think that that's um, a great response that I think all of us could probably think of someone we could have that conversation with today and and notice already. Think about your strong friend and think, who can I talk to today? Who can I reach out to who I haven't connected with or heard from? Let me see how that person's doing. I think, wow. Um, the, I wish we had, I wish we had more time. <laughs> it's been such a ple pleasure, Sarah, to have <laughs> you um, just joining me today. Um, I really do wish we had more time because I feel like we could be talking, we could talk forever, uh, for hours about this, but we'll have you back. Um, thank you for sharing more about okay. Ohana Homefront Foundation and the resources that provide um, military uh resources for our military families. As always, we thank you so much for serving our community and bringing um, bring into light subjects that are sometimes difficult to talk about. You make it, um, you make it easier. And so I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. It's, it's after many, many years, this was the one thing that needed to happen. So yeah, I am, I am all about the hard conversations and opening those doors. So inbox is always open for anybody listening. Oh, thanks Sarah. That, um, that means a lot. And I think, um, I think 
it wouldn't surprise me if you hear from some of our listeners, um, since we know that this is a need across the board. Thank you again to our today's guests, um, Ohana Homefront Foundation and Sarah Otto, um, who is a Navy spouse and mental health advocate. We wish um, you and your organization all the best as you continue to work hard to provide crisis intervention and mental health resources to our military community. Okay, let's take it back to our hosts. Thank you, Sarah Otto, for joining us on the Mission Millspouse podcast. Again, if you want to connect with Sarah or the Ohano Homefront Foundation, check them out online via Facebook or Instagram using their uh, handle Ohana Homefront Foundation or via their website, ohanahomefront.org. Okay, Amanda, let's recap. What were your three top moments of the interview? Uh, let's see. Well, I have to start by sharing the one that like stood out to me the most where it's a hard um, topic about suicide. And I love how Sarah was like, it's not a dirty word. And, you know, just really advocating for yourself. And when she said that, and, you know, she kind of paused to share this message of asking for help being the strongest thing that someone can do. And I was like, oh, I just, I love that so much because I feel like, even me personally, I always need that reminder. I do feel like I get too stubborn about asking for help. Like, I don't know why we all kind of were brought up under this like, big mm -hmm. umbrella of like, do it yourself. Don't ask for help, whether it's like something that you really do need done or mental health, whatever the case. So I thought that was just so important um, to reiterate again. So that was like, for sure, a, a top moment um, for me. And then I think it's just so great. Um, I follow Sarah um, and her relationship with Natalie a little bit in the MSOI group. Shout out girls, y'all are awesome. And the fact that, you know, she's, cre she's created this um, helpful and impactful organization with her her battle buddy and another spouse and and gets to do that. I thought, wow, that was just like, so cool. I mean, I would love to do that. I'd love to have, you know, especially when you get to like, not only be true friends, but working mm -hmm. together. And ah, I just think that's so awesome. So um, that was a that was one of my top moments. And then I wanted to share that I've actually while listening in, I was scoping out their website. Um, and they've got a whole page of national military community resources that are just all resources for mental health. Listeners, definitely do yourself a favor, check them out. It's at ohanahomefront.org and then the forward slash resources. Definitely worth it. Um, and it looks like they do different challenges throughout the year. Um, so yeah, I just think their whole organization is is really, really beneficial and so impactful, especially when, unfortunately, suicide is still kind of stigmatized mm -hmm. and, you know, it does make people stop when they, when they hear it. Um, and so just bringing that awareness and prevention, I think is fantastic. What did you think, Jade? I, I really loved it. And like you, when I was listening, I went over to their website and kind of like got lost in a good way um, because there were a lot of things on the website that really were intriguing, um, really beneficial. 
And also the resources tab had a lot of different um, things on it that I honestly had no idea. I feel like mm. as a newer mill spouse, I'm not really well seasoned in a lot of like the military, like, you know, things and resources and this website and what, you know, kind of this lifestyle has um, offered, which is organizations like Mission Mill Spouse and Ohana Homefront. Um, so I feel like there's just so many things and so useful to actually listen in and check out uh, the websites and gain that knowledge so that you can bring that into your life, into your household and into your family's households too. Ask your strong friend for help. And I, it resonated with me so much because I'm literally that person mm -hmm. that is always the, you know, I have that like hard exterior, like my family knows not to ever ask me like how I'm feeling or anything. Cause they always are just like, Oh, she's good. You know, I don't know. It just resonated with me a lot that like ask your strong friends. So now I'm like, I'm going to ask my sister because she's a really strong cookie too. So <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like we could all use that reminder. And I, as soon as she said that too, I was kind of like, is that me? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. would I like, would I check on myself? Um, because, you know, we do kind of get wrapped up in, um, well, and I can't speak for everybody, everybody, but, um, I know just being a military spouse as me being a mom, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I, I've got this. Like, I've got it under control. Let me help you. You know, I always want to help others. But mm -hmm. then it's like, well, am I am I willing to help myself as well? Um, we know to, you know, check on our friends who are aren't as strong, right? And we are getting better about that. But gosh, it's so important to like actually reach out to people that maybe they do seem like they've got it all together because. You know, I don't think any of us actually do have it all together. So. <laughs> Absolutely not. But guys, we can sure fake it till we make it. And that is how we do it because we've got all good things in our lives and we just have to let them shine, right? Yeah, definitely. And um, oh gosh, there's just, there's so many resources out there. So guys, definitely check out their website, ohanahomefront.org. Um, they've got all their counselors listed. I know that, Sarah shared about how big their team was and that and the fact that they're all just there out of the pureness of their heart as volunteers like oh fabulous fabulous definitely check it out always such good information coming to us from our podcast guests um, but let's keep these good vibes going and gratitude with this week's resource recon so hopefully you all have checked out our Instagram recently um, for the month of May, we've been recognizing all the things that we appreciate because there are so many celebrations this month. We've got Military Appreciation Month, Nurse and uh, Teacher Appreciation Weeks, Mother's Day, and Military Spouse Appreciation Day. So I surely appreciate, well, really everyone I just listed. And I'm so grateful that we do have all this gratitude and appreciation being shown uh, throughout this month. Jade, what's something that you're thankful for? It's funny that we're circling kind of back, but I'm thankful for the place that we live. Uh, never did I think we would be stationed here in South Florida. Uh, so we're definitely taking advantage of the area that we live in. We've been exploring the Florida Keys. 
We plan to go to Key West again, uh, coming up with a Memorial Day weekend right around the corner. Oh, nice. And I know. And it's like, it's funny because like how we were talking about like Disney and how you should like, you know, get out there and explore where you live. Um, I feel like I'm just so thankful that we live in this place because I know when we first got here, I was like, oh my God, I I can't be here. This is so strange to be in South Florida. But now it's like, you know, it's like, it's like out of your comfort zone almost because you're, you know, it's just different. Yes, so, that was me when we got here. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's like after, you know, the settling in process and then like realizing, okay, uh, we're here for like three years. It's been fun. Me and my husband just exploring and I've been going with um, Team Southcom to like different events where we go see like historical places and kind of like places that I could take family when they come into town. So I think it's just, thankful for being where I'm at and also thankful for the headspace that I am where I'm at because I feel like in Colorado last when we were there I worked so much to the point where things just slipped by me like now I sit there and I'm like oh I want to do the sand dunes oh we never got to go to you know Telluride and this but I feel like I finally have a grasp and I'm like thankful for that and I'm thankful Mm -hmm. that I can now be like all right, we're going to Key West. We're doing that because next PCS, I'm not regretting not doing this, this, and this because I'm just going to go do it with my husband yeah. and we're we'll have the best time ever. So. Oh, that's so lovely and it's so inspirational. Thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. The month of May, the month of thankfulness, and it's fun like with the behind the scenes. Um, if you go and look at our Instagram and our Facebook, we're going to be posting all month and it's going to just be things that we're thankful for. Uh, throughout our team. And um, it's always fun seeing what everyone's up to and kind of, you know, what others can inspire others. So yes, definitely. What about you, Amanda? What are you thankful for? Uh, Honestly, I am thankful that I'm at a place right now that even though Mick will be deploying, Mick is my husband, listeners, sorry, <laughs> I just realized, <laughs> um, but even though he'll be deploying, I'm just, I'm thankful that my mom's coming up. I'm thankful we're still in Colorado um, where it's all familiar. I don't have to learn a new place and um, that I get to just really embrace this, this summer with my kids and have so much fun. And my daughter's going to be a kindergartner, which I just cannot believe. Oh my gosh. Um, She's so big already. Oh my goodness. Um, So yeah, I'm just, I'm so thankful that, you know, it all, it all feels like I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I just love that. So. And I love that for you. Oh my goodness. Look at us. Look at us. Oh my gosh. What is life? (laughs) Just know we are thankful for you. We are thankful for you tuning into our podcast weekly, reading our blogs, engaging our community on social media, and encouraging each other. As a team, we don't just offer tangible resources to help you navigate your military spouse life but we also provide insight and encouragement for your mill spouse heart. Let's hear from our trifecta of mill spouse awesomeness. Here's Amanda, Amy, and Emma. 
We here at Mission Mill Spouse never doubt the strength of our military spouse tribe. Here is our Director of Empowerment with this week's Empowerment Patrol Report. Hello, Mission Mill Spouse listeners. This is your Director of Empowerment, Amanda Bickneys, bringing you this week's Empowerment Patrol Report. Today we are spotlighting our MRE team winner. And by the way, MRE stands for Motivated and Ready to Empower, Kathleen Palmer. As Mission Mill Spouse's Director of Content, Kathleen is an educator and project seeker from Texas. In her 25 years as an Army spouse, Kathleen has taught and coached in six different states and Germany. Kathleen has a big heart for both Army families and soldiers, having served as a Soldier for Life counselor in both Germany and Korea. Her favorite part of Army life is her acquired community of battle buddies. Kathleen loves words, both speaking and writing them, and has contributed to AWN, which was Army Wife Network before Mission Mill Spouse, NMFA, the Fort Hood Sentinel, the Army Spouse Handbook, Inside Abu Ghraib, Memoirs of Two U.S. Military Intelligence Officers, and the Army War College at Carlisle. Her favorite writing piece about being an Army wife is The Lady in the Gray Suit, which was published in 2015 in Proud to Be, Writing by American Warriors, Volume 3. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook, or on her website, Life is Messy, Love Big. And just like Kathleen, she shares the site is a work in progress. Kathleen, we are so thankful for you and your service in honoring our mission and for doing your part to empower families all across the globe. Until next time, I'm Amanda Bickneese reminding you, empowered spouses empower spouses. Unlike our calendar plans, our commitment to serve military spouses is written in ink. Now continuing our 18-year legacy is Mission Mill Spouse Deputy Director of Empowerment with this week's Moxie Minute. Hey, fellow military spouses. It's Amanda, your Director of Empowerment here, coming to you with another weekly dose of encouragement. This week, let's talk about vulnerability. The team and I have been reading a novel from Brene Brown recently, who is all about the power of vulnerability. I've also recently read The Practice of Groundedness by Brad Stolberg, where one of the pillars of groundedness is vulnerability. The word itself can sound scary, but in order to connect, accept, and build better, stronger relationships, vulnerability is essential. People can see right through facades and perfectionism. We all genuinely yearn for others to share their authentic selves and for us to feel comfortable being our authentic selves. By embracing vulnerability, you build confidence in yourself. As Brene Brown states, vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they are never weakness. Remember, listeners, it's okay to be you. You are enough. Until next time, spouses, moxie up. No news is typically good news in this military life, except on the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Here is our News 6 correspondent with this week's top stories. Howdy, y'all, and buckle up for this week's News 6 update. 
Sage Sails the Seas. Ahoy, Sage! A three-year-old Labrador retriever is taking on the high seas and climbing aboard the USS Gerald R. Ford as the Navy's first service dog. She is the first to pilot a new military initiative called the Expanded Operational Stress Control Canine Program. This program has hopes of boosting mental health, morale, and resiliency to our troops. Sage is just on the ship for on a six-month loan, however. She is trained and owned by Mutts on a Mission, a non-for-profit based out of Virginia. Commander Genevieve Clark, the chaplain for the Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group, will serve as Sage's primary handler. She undertook 120 hours with Mutts on a Mission to be mission ready. One of the positives of having Sage aboard the ship is her help in breaking down some barriers to utilizing mental, emotional, and spiritual resiliency resources, Clark said in a Navy news release. Sailors are coming to more warrior toughness events and improving their morale through the vast network of resiliency resources the ship offers, with Sage now present at these opportunities. Mutts on a Mission has been around since 2008 and has mostly trained dogs to deal with PTSD and mobility issues in veterans. Sage has been training for this moment since she was eight weeks old. She has been brought into naval ships before and her trainers are more than confident she'll take her extended stay with stride. No pressure, Sage, but the Navy will be following her adventures closely before deciding to take this initiative to the next level. The ship is stocked with plenty of pee pads, canine medicines, and even a canine life vest. Fair winds and calm seas, Sage. I hope the ship is also stocked with treats. The USS Cooperstown is a home run for American hero ballplayers. The Navy has commissioned the USS Cooperstown, its name honoring the 70 American professional Hall of Famer ballplayers who have served in the U.S. military. Cooperstown is the town in New York where the Hall of Fame is located. Hall of Famers Joe Torre and Johnny Bench were present at the ceremony, with Torres saying it is critical that we honor the legacy of these Hall of Famers, not just for what they did on the field, but for what they sacrificed and what they accomplished off the field. Their legacy lives on with the USS Cooperstown and with the sailors here today and the years to come. The players being honored have spanned from Civil War veterans to the Korean War and sport household names such as Joe DiMaggio, Jackie Robinson, and Willie Mays. The new ship even comes with a sporty motto, America's Away Team. From New York City, the ship will now make its way to its new home in Mayport, Florida. Nothing more American than our national pastime and our national floating metal boats of freedom, and putting them together is a beautiful sight. Find out more at thehill.com. Breaking Glass Ceilings at U.S. Army Special Ops Command Sergeant Major Joanne Nauman has become the first female Sergeant Major of the U.S. Army Special Operation Command, or USASOC. Thank you for the opportunity to serve the men and women of Army Special Operations Forces, Nauman said during Monday's Change of Responsibility Ceremony, according to a command news release. It is my honor to be a part of this team. I'm excited to be back at Fort Bragg. I know how well you invest in people because you've done that for me. USASOC oversees the training and educating of the U.S. Army's elite forces, such as Rangers and Special Forces. USASOC combines a vast range of warfighting skills from raiding and airfield seizures to human terrain mapping and cultural analysis, their website says. She comes hot off the press as the senior NCO of the Special Forces Command of Korea and has earned two Bronze Star Medals, the Legion of Merit, the Defense Superior Service Medal, three Meritus Service Medals, four Army Commendation Medals, the Order of St. Michael, and the Knowlton Award. She is replacing Sergeant Major Michael Wehrman, who will now go on to be the Sergeant Major of the Army. 
I have the utmost confidence in your ability to continue the high standard of leadership required to shepherd the amazing formation with its current missions, but also evolving it for 2030 and beyond, Weimer said at the change of responsibility ceremony. Congrats, Sergeant Major Nauman. Your accomplishments show that you have the brains and brawn to shatter any ceiling in your way. Find out more at taskandpurpose.com. Today in History On May 15, 1940, the first nylon stockings were sold. In 1939, DuPont, the chemical company, set the stocking world on fire by its invention of nylon. In its heyday, up to 4 million were being purchased a day. It was cheap, durable, and sheer, three benefits that stockings of old simply did not have. The hype was short-lived, however, as the entering of America into World War II forced DuPont to stop covering ladies' legs and start producing parachutes, airplane cords, and rope. This shortage caused nylon stockings to be one of the most sought-after items on the black market. Some women would even make a marker up their leg to give the appearance that they were wearing nylon stockings. After the war was over, DuPont went back to the stocking-making business. One newspaper even had the headline, Peace, it's here, nylon's on sale, except they could not keep up with demand. This led to the nylon riots. Yes, you heard that right. Women would line up by the tens of thousands to get their hands on stockings and would wait for hours only to find the store shipment did not contain tens of thousands of stockings. You can imagine how that went. Fortunately, DuPont was eventually able to catch up back with demand and peace reigned in America once more. You say you'd never, but I've seen how y'all behave over a Dyson vacuum on Black Friday and I do not believe you. That's it for me. I'm Emma Tai with New Six, signing out. Love hearing from those ladies each week, celebrating our fellow military spouses, offering the words we need to so desperately hear, and of course, keeping us informed with uplifting military life news. Thanks, gals. Now let's take a 45-second quick break, and we'll be right back. Mission Mill Spouse, formerly known as Army Wife Network, is continuing our exceptional and long-standing legacy. Now serving all spouses of all branches, we are the longest-running military spouse podcast currently broadcasting our 18th season. In fact, we will break 1,000 episodes in 2023. Don't miss an installment. Subscribe on our website, missionmillspouse.org, or catch our twice-weekly podcast on the podcast app of your choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Remember, we've been there. You aren't alone. We've got your six. Well, that's a wrap, ladies and gents. As we prepare to sign off, remember to catch our mini casts that drop on Thursdays and gear up for our next full-length episode when we chat about man pendants, the male mill spouses with Jared Knight. We're counting down the minutes until we meet up with you here again. We can't conclude the show without sharing how you could become one of our empowered podcast partners. If you'd like to partner with us, please consider donating to Mission Mill Spouse on our website by clicking that magical donate button. All contributions are tax deductible and go directly to empowering military spouses with resources and support. As the longest running military spouse empowerment organization, your investment is a great one. And one last note. 
To stay in the know with all things Mission Mill Spouse and receive access to exclusive giveaways and printables, subscribe on our website to our newsletter, The Sit Rep. That's situation report for any one of you who are new to military life. We only send it out twice a month on the first and the third Fridays. So there's no cluttery spam threat here. Listeners, no matter where you're at on your military journey, newer seasoned, active, guard, retired, or prior service, Army, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, Navy, or Space Force, Always remember, we've been there. You're not alone. We've got your six. This is your Mission Millspouse Command Team signing out. Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Millspouse podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice to catch episodes that drop every Monday and Thursdays each week. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, or LinkedIn at Mission Millspouse. Snag some sweet freebies by signing up for our newsletter, The Sit Rep. And finally, if you'd like to join us on our mission to serve military spouses, consider making a tax-deductible donation on our website or email partner at missionmillspouse.org. Mission Millspouse, empowering you to navigate this military life since 2005.